is up, everybody? Welcome to another week's episode of the Just Sayin' Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Martindale, and oh, God, what a week it has been. John, how are you? Living the dream. Aren't we, though? It's just so exciting. Um, first of all, I just want to say, again, Mother's Day is right around the corner. Um, if you have that special woman in your life, a mom, an aunt, a sister-in-law, a cousin, a daughter, even a husband... A boyfriend, even, or uncle, or someone. Cozy Earth has something just for them, but it is Mother's Day, so put your ladies first in your lives. Um, and I have a promo code for you guys. It has changed. It's changed. <laughs> I was informed that my promo code was linked to an outside source, which I had no idea what that means, but I have a promo code, a new promo code for you guys, uh to get 40% off your final order using promo code CE for Cozy Earth, CE Justin 40. CE Justin 40 for 40% off your final order at cozyearth.com. Fifth year in a row on Oprah's favorite things. I just got my uh, sister-in-law who had a new baby. I got her some new sheets for her bed for Mother's Day. Uh, and I also got my mom some new sheets. For her bed on Mother's Day. And they've got everything. They have new colors. They've got towels. They've got socks. I mean, I have the jogger pants. I've got the hoodie. I've got the zip-up jacket. I love it all. And you will too, I promise. It's the perfect gift for Mother's Day. Pajamas? What mother doesn't like pajamas? <laughs> no? Okay, great. <laughs> But, uh, yes, use promo code CEJustin40 for 40% off your final order. Okay, I had a pretty rock and roll weekend, uh, had some shows, and then Saturday I got to go to the Los Angeles LGBT Center Gala. Ooh. My first gala event, darlings. It was really awesome. I didn't really know exactly what I was getting into, um, but Evan, my boyfriend, is on the board of Glamazon because he works for Amazon, so that's their LGBT division of Amazon, so they're big sponsors for the LGBT Center uh, here in L.A., and uh, let me just break it down for you. So first of all, the week of this thing, so last Monday... We have it on the calendar, like, okay, we're going to this, like, Glamazon event. So I'm thinking, okay, cool, it's going to be, like, pants, button-down shirt, whatever. Oh, no! <laughs> I then get the invitation, Evan sends it to me, and it says, this is the LGBT gala event. This year's honorees are Pamela Anderson, who I'm wearing right now. This is, like, my... Vintage Baywatch shirt. That's that's why it's a little dirty. And I'm waiting for the comments like, clean your shirt. This is an actual Baywatch shirt from like the 90s. So it was like found in a thrift store and then I stole it from an ex. But I had to have this on for today. So Pamela Anderson's getting uh, honored. Kiki Palmer. Uh, and uh, they did an in-memoriam for the late Leslie Jordan, which was so sweet. Del Shores and Mayim Bialik uh, honored him uh, with, I, th I think it was just, uh, it might have been a Lifetime Achievement Award or a, a posthumous award or whatever, but 
So I'm like, well, shit, I'm not going to just show up in pants and a button-down shirt in front of Pamela Anderson, right? So I found the suit at All Saints. It was perfect. Um, Evan got his suit from ASOS, which was about $150. So I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'll, that's that's doable. I can do that. So I, before I go get my suit that I chose, I get on ASOS, and I'm a big guy. I'm six foot four. You know, I'm a lot of like I have to get sized perfectly. It's usually like a large or an XL. But um, I get on ASOS and I'm checking. I'm like, oh, that's a cool suit. That's a cool suit too. Oh, I like this one. Checking to see if they're in stock. Everything in my size is gone. Uh, or it says, you're too tall. You monster. We don't have this in a size lurch. You know, give up. You know, so I'm like, great. Now there's nothing for me to fit. So I go to Bloomingdale's. Shout out to Bloomingdale's and All Saints. And I found this perfect suit. And I'm like, all right, I'll get this. This is a $1,000 suit. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. I was like, it's just really, of course, I always do that. I'm like, oh, I like it here. Like, when I went to Brooklyn not too long ago, we went into that, like, ritzy part of Brooklyn where the Bell House was. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Gowanus. What's it called? Gowanus. Gowanus. Yeah, that was it, I think. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I could live here. This is Brooklyn. They're like, this is where like the Gilded Age was started. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, these are all $9 million homes. Perfect. But yeah, I saw this suit and I was like, I have to have it. It looked great. However, I was on like full on stain guard the entire night. I was like, do not touch anything. People were like, would you like a glass of red wine? Before they even said red wine, I just screamed, no. You know, I was like, get it away from me. Um, but we sat like, I was surprised because our table, well, let me back up. When we got there, it was over in Century City. We walked in, and I was like, okay, well, this is a little formal. Like, everyone was dressed up, but I didn't see anybody I knew, which I thought was kind of weird because I was like, well, where, where's my tribe? Where are my people? And all these people, I had no idea. And I even looked at Evan and was like, I know nobody here, and it's weird. So I know that my friends are there. Emerson, who was on the podcast, uh, not too long ago. And I'm like, where are you? And he's like, I'm in the VIP section. And I'm like, I'm on my way. And I just zipped through. Like there was a woman with a clipboard and I just was like, didn't see you. And I just walked in and there was everybody. I was like, here we go. Trixie Mattel was there. Uh, Adam Lambert was hanging out backstage. Um, uh, Orville Peck, who I absolutely am such a huge fan of. Do you know Orville Peck? No, but I think it's fascinating that you walk into a place and you're like, I don't recognize, like, because my, I, I'm a homebody. So I am like, no, I'm not going because I know I'm not going to know anybody. You go and you're like expecting to see your friends and you're like, wait, 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 wait. I don't know anybody here. What's going on? Yeah. I was like, I, this is sex trafficking. What's happening? <laughs> um, so uh, I just see like all these people, uh, uh, Monet Exchange was there, uh, Angeria, uh, Paris Van Michaels, um, Willem. I mean, so many familiar faces and friends. And I was like, oh, thank God. Okay, we're here. Well, because we were dropped off like in the in the like back end of the venue. And then there was an actual drop off with like the carpet and everything. And I was like, story of my life. So... We walk on. I'm like, okay, well, we got to get a carpet picture. And we go up to the girl with the clipboard. 
you know, who has everybody's pictures and stuff. And I know I'm not on there because my, uh, I was not put in with that group because I was just Evan's date or so I thought. And then I'm like, no, wait, this is like a whole deal. So the girl with the clipboard, I was like, hi, I'm not on this, but you know, I'm hosting the Drag Isn't Dangerous telethon on May 7th. And like all of these people here are in it and I'm hosting it, which by the way, Get your tickets now because that's coming out May 7th on moment.co, C-O, moment.co. Um, and it is going to be epic. And you guys, the suit I'm wearing is sick. So, um, and that's, I mean, we've got everybody on there. I can't reveal names, but if you checked Rolling Stone, they wrote a whole article about it. So you can see the names, but we've got some surprises and whatnot. May 7th, moment.co. So back to the girl. She's looking at the clipboard. And like doesn't even argue with me because I am a giant. So she's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's totally fine. Come on in. So get to the picture. See Orville Peck and Trixie Mattel. We chatted for a little bit. And then we get to the actual dinner. So we go in, sit down at the table. And we we were like table 64. So immediately if I'm traveling or... um. You know, I get a high number. I'm immediately thinking that I'm sitting in the toilet, like in the back somewhere, some broom closet. That's that's where I am. You know, I've just always 64 thought that is a lot. 64 is high up. Right. So if you thought, OK, if you were sitting at table 64, where would you think you were sitting? Another venue. Right. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, table one is clearly going to be like caca, right in the middle of the in the middle of the whole thing. No, table 64 was like stage left front so i was like oh my god this is incredible so the venue kicked off ts madison worked it out she was the mc she was so funny um they um uh let's see who else was there there was uh some mu there was a musical guest there um and they kept they, they were there was this amazing package by nicole ritchie where um they did like a pre-tape of her actually going to the LGBT center because the the whole night was to raise money for the senior living um, tenants. So they have this outreach where they, you know, take care of the elder gays. Um, and it was just so sweet and heartwarming. And Nicole Richie needs to be back on television at some point. She is so funny. Maybe we have to like try to get her on the podcast because I think she... She just killed it. It was just so great. Her interaction with everyone was so spectacular. Um, then they honored Kiki Palmer, and Kiki Palmer got up there. And I don't know if you guys saw the news, but this story kind of made headlines where she revealed she was like, I never identified really as a as a man or a woman or um, I never like, why does why why does my life have to be uh, um uh, why does my gender have to reflect my worth? All that kind of stuff. So she kind of said she's all over the place, which kind of alluded to her coming out as pansexual. But I uh, thought that was pretty cool. And she was just lovely and stunning in her dress. And then Pamela came. And Pamela, mind you, I'm looking over at the table and she's there. And cut back to the red carpet. We actually walked up to the red carpet and Pamela was walking in the opposite direction of us. And Evan was like, you look beautiful tonight, Pamela. And I was like, don't talk to her. <laughs> I was like, do not talk to her. She is sacred. That is Pamela Anderson. Do not talk to her. 
But she just looks back and smiles. She looked great. We took a bet on what color she was going to wear. We said white or black. She went with black. Evan won. And uh, I looked up when we were applauding, and Emerson is sitting right behind her. Emerson and Blake are literally right behind Pamela Anderson. And I'm like, oh, my God. Um, so she gets up to accept her award, and she just walks right by me. And I had my thumb on the record button because I wanted this moment so bad. And my thumb somehow came off the record button, and I didn't record it. And she walked right by me, and I was like, yeah, Pamela. And she looks at me, and she's like, thanks. I love your suit. And I'm like, she loves my $1,000 suit. And she gets up on stage. She was wonderful. She had her speech written out. She was like, you know, I landed uh, in L.A. on Gay Pride. And these two guys were looking at me in my terrible hair, hair dye job. And they said, oh, honey, that color is not of God. And she goes, this is when I knew I belong. She's like, I found my people. And she says, thank you so much for um, supporting me. Uh, and I will always continue to support you. It was just lovely. And then afterwards, we danced. And at the end of the night, uh, there was a chaotic silent auction where everyone was like deep into booze. And people were just auctioning off like things. And there was this one... There was a one, uh, one of the uh, prizes was a rooftop party, <laughs> a rooftop party sponsored by Tito's. And it went for, I believe, $17,000. That sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just a Friday in LA. Yeah. But like, I was crushed because like people kept bidding. And I'm looking around and people were like, $15,000. And I'm looking around. I'm like, it's a rooftop. It's a rooftop party. Why are we doing this? Because, you know, I, I wish I could bid that. But I'm like, it's everyone stop. It's just a rooftop. And then they uh, auctioned off a meet and greet with Katy Perry at her um, residency in Vegas. Only one for $400. $11,000. Oh, no. Oh, no. The rooftop. The rooftop <laughs> beat out Katy Perry. I know. I was like, wow, damn, that hurt. That's a hit. I'm glad she wasn't here for that. But overall, very fun weekend. They ended up raising $1.2 million for the LGBT Center seniors in L.A. And I, awesome. it made, made my heart kind of flow. You know, it was just flow. No, it made it beat and get the blood flowing. It made me kind of believe in like good in humanity, you know, because people are trash um, ever since I posted, here's a little tea for you. Ever since I posted that I was hosting this um, Drag Isn't Dangerous um, telethon, I've lost about 700 to 1,000 followers. And also, I keep getting in my DMs that I'm a groomer. Oh, who are you grooming? Myself. Oh, nice. Yeah. I didn't really know what a groomer was. Um when I first heard it, and so I was like, you groomer. And I was like, oh, thank you. I take care of my suit and my hair. That's what it was. But um, yeah, I just think it's co very interesting when people follow you and they think you're really funny. And then all of a sudden you kind of stand up for people who should live their lives because it's their one. <laughs> you only get one. And if people want to live their lives the way they want to live their lives, let them. And if you don't agree with, 
you know, what that person's doing and want to be homophobic and transphobic, well, then I'm not going to fucking be friends with you. Sorry. Bye. This is what happens when you try to teach kids to read. Well, and the funny thing (laughs) is, exactly, right? I'm, oh, God. And this woman, her name was Erin, E-R-I-N. That checks out. She was like, um... What did she say? I blocked her because she was a cunt. Um, <laughs> this The first thing I read this morning, she was like, because the name of the telethon is Drag Isn't Dangerous. And she's like, yes, it is if there's kids. I'm like, first of all, let's just ban kids. That's They ruin everything. They Your flights, your lives, your bodies, your sleep, just get out of here. Can't even go to a brunch anymore. And I'm like, the name of the telethon is Drag Isn't Dangerous because people are trying to criminalize drag in multiple cities. There's the most legislature ever for um, anti-LGBT and anti-trans people. And it's astonishing. I'm like, that's just the name of it. We're not. And this is this is what baffles my mind is that I don't know if people think that gay people and trans people are witches in the woods that were just like, come little children, I'll take thee away. Like, we're just trying to like round up children to harvest and eat their fatty little fingers and bones. Like it's, we don't want your kids around. We'll take your kid for a photo, but then that kid's going right back to you. And there are people who love kids, but I mean, if you need to be a responsible parent and think to yourself, hey, do I need to take my child to a bar at noon on a Saturday in front of a whole bunch of sloppy, loose bachelorettes, you know, while a man in a dress is dancing and collecting money? You know what? Maybe not. Maybe I don't need to take my kid to that. But there's so many bigger issues and there's so much deflection. And that's what this telethon is about. May 7th moment.co. All right. Get off my soapbox. So let's get into some news. Over the weekend was week two of Coachella. The air was thin. The traffic was light. The what did you say, John? The air was just very happy you called it thin. And we're in L.A. You call (laughs) anything thin, they're very happy. (laughs) Well, fair. But uh, everyone was gone. And it was great. It was was amazing. Uh, Because they all went out and did Molly and... uh, Pissed in public and threw up in the gutters at Coachella this weekend. And the big story around Coachella, um, well, there was actually a couple. Um, Zendaya performed with Labyrinth, which I thought was kind of fantastic. Uh, Sia performed with Maddie because they're Siamese twins. And um, Kris Jenner and Jeff Bezos were partying together, which, sure... And uh, Frank Ocean backed out of week two. This was supposed to be his week two of performing at the festival in Indio Valley. And he bailed out. And everyone was kind of like, oh, no. But honestly, I can't name two songs from Frank Ocean. Agreed. It's this one. Yes. A tornado came That's the only song. I've never heard this before. This one? That's it. I've never heard that song before. That was it. That's all that's all I know. That's the only song I know. Well, he canceled week two and everyone was like, okay. And Blink 182 filled in for them. 
which I didn't get a lot of press from 182. Did you see anything from their performance? No, it must have been amazing. <laughs> <laughs> must have been really incredible. There's no footage from it. Um, but you let me know that uh, Frank Ocean had some set um, malfunction or... No, he changed his mind right before his set to just to get rid of the ice skating rink that they sure. built on the stage in California. Diva, diva. I love just I just love a headliner backing out at the last minute. And then like he had ice skaters there, and I guess when you take ice skaters, well, can we re- let's read the let's yeah. read the article. So Frank Ocean's Coachella performance was was originally set to feature an ice rink, and while those plans were ultimately scrapped, uh, TMZ was the first to look at what could have been. They detained photos and videos at Frank's ice rink, which was set up about fifty yards from the main stage before he pulled the plug on the elaborate performance. The images are from the ice rink rehearsals on Coachella weekend, and folks who were there say security around the rink was very tight, with Frank not wanting anything about the Frozen set to be spoiled beforehand. It looks pretty cool, and it may turn out to be one of the biggest what-ifs in Coachella uh, history because the ice rink didn't get worked into Frank's Sunday headlining set. So he had all these... Skaters, ice skaters, figure skaters, professional? I would hope or so. Or was this just like, you know, the NBC, like Christmas, winter ice, where everyone's just like, ha, ha, ha. Everyone's just on Molly, just falling and skating. I think it's... I would hope it's professionals. Uh, I don't think they have insurance to cover first-timers. Yeah. Well, the ice skaters had no idea about this, and they had rehearsed for Frank's performance. They found out... Three hours before he was set to take the stage Sunday that the plants were being scrapped. That sucks. Um, and when you take ice skates off ice skaters, they just become dancers. That's true. Ice dancers. Oh, I love ice dancing. If you, That's my favorite uh, gymnastics is like the lyric gymnastics where they have the ribbon. Oh, give me a ribbon. Or ribbon dancing? Yes. I mean, that's, that's pretty... Uh, Gay? I mean, I... I I guess it would classify as that, but also, like, I can't watch it. It's like golf to me. Uh, pff, golf is golf to me. Yeah. Can you watch golf? No, I can't uh, watch it. I don't get I definitely don't want to play it. The uh, fashion is not up to par. There is nothing more boring to me than golf, and I don't get it. I'm not trying to be golfophobic, but it's just, there's nothing like what you just get in a cart and go to a hole. <laughs> Sounds like a Saturday night. <laughs> Young hearts run free. Oh, man. It's just, there's nothing more boring to me than just watching golf. Golf and, and baseball. Uh, baseball good. I can at least get into if you're there. If you're there, I can be like, okay, this is this is enjoyable. It's fun and whatever. But golf, God, no. You're just, I, I, I'd rather just like go lay out. Just like standing in the sun watching a white man in khakis hit something. You can do that at like a Costco parking lot. But, yes, Blink-182. Okay, but wait, wait, wait. But, yes, so he canceled his performance. And then he also, like, what he hurt his leg or something, right? Supposedly. He, oh. was, not, he was not healed mm. enough to continue mm. 
ice skating. Mm-hmm. Well, I, you know, when you have an injured leg and ice skating, I immediately think that Tanya Harding took a crowbar to his leg. Very possible. I hope so. And then Tanya Harding was like, I've got this Coachella who's with me. And they're like, why is this drunk large woman on stage? Um, but yes, Blink-182 did headline in his place. And then this article came up. And I thought when I first read this, that this was like a late April Fool's joke. And then I like watched it and I was like, knowing this, knowing him and who this is, this could be real. Travis Barker from Blink-182, drummer, has launched a collectible uh, enema kit (laughs) that he has collabed with Liquid Death Mountain Water. Oh, so we all know Liquid Death. If you watch any comedy podcasts, they are they always have that Liquid Death can in front of them. Clearly, I'm not sponsored by them at all, which is why I bring my own water from home. But Liquid Death is always sponsoring podcasts and podcast people. They've got a variety of flavors. The water is actually really good. So Liquid Death, if you wouldn't wouldn't mind, I. Hi, what do you need me to do? Bap, bap, bap. I'll fucking do it right now. Let's go. But Travis Barker has collabed with Blink-182. Travis Barker, yes, he collabed with Blink-182. Travis Barker's collabed with Liquid Death. And um, he launched his own luxury enema kit. Finally, a douche making a douche. Um... Which I think this is the first uh, enema kit that's been endorsed. God, this is so stupid. So I just wanted to like get into this. The enema kit is a limited edition and available exclusively on liquiddeath.com for how much? Don't even look. How much do you think this is? How much do you think an exclusive Liquid Death X Travis Barker enema kit? is going for what i don't even know what a normal enema kit goes for I imagine i'm like, gay and i couldn't even tell you i mean i'm gonna guess 60 to 100 bucks you're very very close it is a very very uh minuscule 182 dollars because of oh. why blink 182 oh my god enema of the state blink 182 Oh, my God. It all comes together. So the price includes both a premium enema bulb and a can of Liquid Death hand-signed by Barker. With the Liquid Death enema of the state collectible enema kit, Travis Barker promises that you, too, can achieve any dream in life that you can imagine. (laughs) Thanks? What does washing out my butthole have to do with that? Um, the rocker for his part showed off the box set and his many tattoos in a seemingly nude photo shoot, which I don't even know if he's nude ever. I think he just wears a suit of tattoos. Um, but like, could we even actually watch this commercial? Cause I think the commercial is attached to this. Um, that's just the image. Yeah, there it is. Look at the box set. Oh, you literally just get a anima bulb. With a can of liquid death. Now, I don't know if you're supposed to pour the liquid death. I guess it unscrews and then you pour it in and then you screw it back on. I mean, I don't think you're supposed to use this. I think you're supposed to 
keep the collectible can from that he signed. If I'm spending $182 on this, I'm using it. I mean, I... And I'll even try it with the sparkling water. I mean, that I wouldn't recommend that, but... <laughs> uh, wait. Justin exploded internally. What happened? He used the Travis Barker enema douche. Oh, no. Hey, I, but it was liquid death. It was a liquid death. It was quick and painless. It was a liquid death. <laughs> I mean, you could only you, you could also do it for like what, what's a what's a regular can of this? You could do it for five bucks. You don't need exactly. So then you this- can go to CVS and just get an enema bulb and go to, <laughs> go to liquor store and get a bottle of liquid death for ten bucks. I don't know how much enemas are going these days. <laughs> I mean, I I would probably, if I ever met Travis Barker, I'm going to bring an enema kit to him and have uh, him sign it. You know what? I hope at his next concert, he's drumming and everyone just starts throwing enema bulbs at him. That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. All the small things. He's like, oh, God, that one was kind of big. Um, But yes, so... I don't think there's a commercial for it. No, I guess not. But I did see it, and he was like, hey, now's the time. And it's like, okay, Travis, let's see. So, yes, they're actually going on tour, Blink-182, so maybe this is just a little kind of, like, goofy. You know, they were they were like the bad boys of yeah. whatever they were. Were they rock? Yeah, uh, punk rock. Punk, okay. But they were like, we're going to run naked around town. It's like, okay. So... Uh, Courtney, of course, is going on tour with them, which, oh man, just sounds awful. Um, but here's what I want to know. Why? Why is this being made? I think they're celebrating Enema of the State. Their first. Is that what it is? Their their first big album. The album that that blew them up. See, I didn't, I don't even, I, now you mentioned that and I'm like, oh, right. So, yeah. It's still a terrible idea. It's a terrible idea because I did not go that route. I was like, oh, my God, Courtney is, like, pegging Travis. And he, good for him. He's like, hey, I'm just, you know, I, I'm, I'm normalizing guys uh, enjoying a little butt play every now and then. So it's like, good for him. If it was a product from Liquid Death and Blink-182, that might make sense because it was their album. But this is specifically Travis Barker. Selling an enema kit. I know. And then I started thinking about Travis Barker's butthole. And I was like, oh, like, what if there's just like an eye tattoo on his on his pucker? I, you think, you're over, I think you're overthinking. His I am. Well, not, well, I mean, it's not every day you get like a celebrity endorsed douche kit. I mean, don't give Gwyneth Paltrow any new ideas. <laughs> She's like, did someone say douche? Gwyneth to the shadows. <laughs> <laughs> I'll return. Um, so yeah, that was that's where we're at in America. Uh speaking of douches, uh this next story blew up the internet yesterday. Tucker Carlson and Don Lemon both have been fired, one from Fox, one from CNN. And people were like, What are your thoughts on this? Well, how do you feel? And I said, Okay. <laughs> Bye. I don't really think uh, it wasn't that much of a shock. Um, I tried to do a little research on this before the podcast, and I I did find out that Tucker has now been 
fired from MSNBC, CNN, and Fox News. Which, you know... One more and he gets a free dinner at Taco Bell. I mean, right. I'm like, wow, you did a, you did a hat trick, buddy. You did it. And uh, a lot of speculation and conspiracy theories have been brought up that he didn't know about it. Like, last Friday was his last show. He thought he was coming back on Monday. And Murdoch was like, no, you're out for all your, like, uh, January 6th denying and bullshit and just looking like uh, meatloaf with freezer burn. Um. But yeah, he's gone. And a lot of the speculation is now, you know, everyone's like, where's Tucker going? And I'm like, if you're asking that, like, get hobbies, like join a club or something. Don't let that be like on your mind all day. Um, but I think he's going to start a podcast. I think he has one already. I, mm -hmm. think, I think they all do. I, I'm, I guess with Fox News, I'm more concerned that they're going to get some like Tucker already dug his hole where nobody really takes him seriously. He was the guy who was mad because the M&Ms didn't look sexy anymore. I know, I know. And that the memes are cracking me up. Someone did the green M&M with, uh, uh, what's her name from Game of Thrones? The, the little old lady. And she goes, tell Tucker Carlson it was me. <laughs> <laughs> tell Cersei it was me. Um... But yeah, so many memes. Don Lemon is also out. Don Lemon, you know, pretty much got on the air and said that uh, women over 40 are past their prime. And it's like, bitch, really? That's coming from a gay man, too. I was like, uh, that ain't true. Um, and also, I guess last week, there was some clip of him going after um, one of his guests, and they were talking over each other, and you could tell that the producers were in his ear. And he was talking about something about the civil rights movement and saying that Don Don's uh, opinion was not right or accurate. And, of course, Don is like, yes, it is. And the producers were in his ear, and he's like, no, 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 don't talk to me. I'm trying to – let me start over. Y'all are just yelling in my ear. I think they were just like, hey, shut the fuck up and move on. Um, but he's yes, al he's also been fighting with uh, co-hosts. They moved him to that morning show. He's yeah. been yelling a lot behind the scenes. There's no. It's it's supposed to be the the most boring genre of entertainment. It's yeah. news. If you're yelling, you're in trouble. That's what I. I mean, that's what I want. I just I I, I hate this like news smackdown where everyone's like you know, it's like. It, are you team this? Are you team that? I just miss. That's why I miss local news. I just love like a like a woman with chunky highlights, like talking about like an like a like a a new Arby's opening or something. That's what that, that I like that. But now I can't even watch local news because they're like, here are your daily night terrors. You know, like everything's awful. They're just like alligator found in the toilet. Which is why I'm here, because I'm going to give you the stories that matter. Um, but yeah, they're both out, so good luck. Um, it was pretty funny because the stories today were like, you could tell it was like a really slow news, uh, news week because they were like, Don Lemon steps out walking his dogs day after he was fired. I'm like, well, I hope he's taking his dogs out, but also... I'm going to miss Drunk Don Lemon. 
on New Year's Eve, Don Lemon would get horny and slutty and drunk. Uh, do you ever watch that? The yeah, but then the, this past one, they wouldn't even let him on until like because 3 he got a. so filthy <laughs> until like three a.m. Oh yeah, he's just like grinding up on his like anchors and like they're he's just like looking for boys in the crowd and like eh, New Year's. Um, but yeah, bye. Speaking of bye. <laughs> oh no. We lost Harry Belafonte today. Um at I think he was 96 years old, Calypso singer, activist for the LGBTQ community against the horrible hate crimes in Uganda. Um, I was introduced to Harry Belafonte um, as a kid watching one of my favorite movies, Beetlejuice. Uh, hits like, Dayo, the banana song. And Shake, Shake, Shake Sonora, which I listened to all morning while I was getting ready. Um, so he will be missed. It's actually a really cool video. If you haven't seen this video, there's a video from the, I believe it was what, 1985, the Live Aid, the big, we are the world. Do you remember that? I have seen the video. The video of what I'm talking about where yeah. they're all, Stevie Wonder and all them are singing Deo. Yeah. And he's like in the back like, oh, what the fuck happened? <laughs> and City Lopper's like, ah! you know, little gremlin. <laughs> um, but like a cute gremlin. I don't mean like an actual gremlin. She's just like, I'm Cindy Lauper. Like 1980s Cindy Lauper was, we can call her a gremlin. But you know, it's funny that that thing that they did during the pandemic, the. Uh, oh, the imagine, imagine all that, the people. <laughs> that's our version of it. Like mm. that's what our grandkids are going to be talking about. I refuse. That was so embarrassing. <laughs> Gal Gadot. Why? This is why we can't have a Wonder Woman 3. But uh, he passed away. What a legacy. What an icon. Um, and yeah, just like if you don't know who Harry Belafonte is, get to know him. Some amazing work, charity, civil rights, movies, music like he was he was a he was one of the good ones. But we also lost Len Goodman from Dancing with the Stars. Now, Len Goodman um, had I guess I think he was like on it from the very beginning of the show. They've done. 89 seasons of Dancing with the Stars. I don't even know who the stars are anymore. But um, he did pass away uh, this past weekend of bone cancer at the age of 78. Um, but it's weird because I had to talk about this because this article said that he predicted his own death last year. Um, and he said that he wouldn't be surprised if he died similar, similarly to how his father did unexpectedly at 79 years old. He said, my dad had the right idea, Goodman told the outlet. He loved gardening and he had a stroke while he was out in the garden. Oh, like a brain stroke. I thought it was like a British like, he was masturbating out in the garden. <laughs> he was pulling his wanker in the, in the tomato shrub. Uh, he was 79, so if I go the way my dad did, that'll be next year. So, ooh, and he would have turned 79 today, 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 today. Ooh, that's weird. Ooh, I got chills. So the Daily Mail also reported that the former ballroom dancer told his interviewer to write his obituary and write, he was a dance teacher from... Dartford, who got lucky, because that's just about the truth of it. Um, 
So yeah, he, I guess he had been, I think he'd retired from the actual competition and it just kind of weighed in on him and he passed away. I don't know if he was, if he had a stroke beaten off in the cabbage patch, but you know what? To each their own. Um, but yes, he will be missed. Uh, he was a legend in the dance community, but that's the thing. Would you want to know when you were going to die? Um, it would be, it, that's an interesting question. I Isn't think, it? Thank I, you. Just saying. I think I would. You would? I would too, well, I think. I'm like torn. They're like, right now, I still, I'm, I'm 37. I'm still scared to ask out a girl. What? But I feel like if someone told me, oh, you're, you're dying in like four days, I'd be like, all right, I might as well just start asking around. Are you, are you interested in someone now? Yeah, there's a couple of people I'm talking to that I'm just... I, okay. I'm just, I just... Until I get a, a, a some kind of vibe that they will say yes, I'm not good with like... You can't wait, Sean. You got to live in the well, moment. If someone could tell me when I'm going to die, we'll, get, we'll take care of it. No. Yeah. You, what do you have to lose? Just like get... My self-esteem? I mean, it's already pretty low. It's oh. fine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yes, I would like to know when I'm going to die. Ugh. Because that reminds me, there's like a Black Mirror episode. There's always a Black Mirror episode um, where they have like their little, there's like a little gadget that tells you like when you're going to go, which ugh, I don't know. Because then I'm like in final destination mode. So say if I got the, say if I got the date of when I die, I would try to beat that. So I would just like stay home, put all the sharp things away the day before. Well, do you know? Because how there's always like a sharp thing that falls. Like when people are alone and like, oh, I can I can cheat death, and then like a, a screw comes undone and just sink like right in the eye and it pierces their brain or something like that. So you're automatically predicting that you're gonna have a violent death. Like this isn't like No, I don't want a violent death. But I mean, if you're locking yourself in, that's not gonna protect you from like a heart attack or a stroke or whatever. So you would have to know how Ugh. you're going to die. I know, and I don't want that. I don't want a heart attack or a stroke in the garden. I mean, if I it, want, I want like, if it's going to go, I want it to be like epic. Like I want it to be like war of the worlds when the aliens start like vaporizing everybody like that. That's cool for me. Like it's just real quick, just and you just turn into dust. That's fine. Or like um, active volcano a la Pompeii. You know, like, oh, what's going on? It's a what's happening on the mountain? Oh, it's a Tuesday. Oh, you know, I, don't, then, I don't think that that might be quick or it might hurt a lot. I don't think. So. You think? I imagine in hot like, ash turning you into a, stone. Yeah, it's not going to be great. Yeah, you're probably right. Well, a boy can dream. I mean, we're in L.A., so there are a lot of quick options here. Or like, what's another way? Um. Sharks. No, oh, no. That's that's, that's too, my biggest fear. Shark, oh, sharks evolving. being eaten. No, yeah. thank you. Sharks or maybe just like, you know what else is scary? Drowning. Drowning, fire, no thanks. But like, tornado. Because drowning scares me because it's like, like say if you're in your car, that that always scares me too. Where you, have you ever had that dream where you're like in the car and you drive off a cliff? Yeah. Yeah. And then you're like in the water, you're like in the ocean and the car's filling up. No, and I like, always wake up before oh. we hit. 
And then you're like underwater in that moment where you're just like, well, <gasps> just, oh, if I'm oh. if I'm told I'm gonna die by natural disaster, I would I would tornado. Yes, I would love it. A tornado. It would be the coolest. Yeah, you're just like ah! until like a car <laughs> or a cow swings right into you. Like I wouldn't die from hitting the ground. I would die from whatever's flying in there with me. Yeah. And I always remember learning about tornadoes because I grew up in Texas and we were taught uh, to shoot guns at them. Um, <laughs> that's not true. But we can't teach those kids to read. I know. That's a shame. <laughs> we, we can't teach them to read. And if we, if we did, we got to take those books out of school because they're learning quick. Um, how in a tornado, the, it's so fast and violent that uh, pieces of grass can like go through like a fence or like steel or something. No, that makes sense. Yeah, because it's going so fast that it could just So I I learned the up in the air. I learned the lesson. I went we went to Six Flags one day uh and it started to rain a little bit. It was a drizzle, but it started to drizzle while we were on the roller coaster. And it hurt? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're just like ah I was in pain for that was the longest sixty seconds of my life, easily. Yeah, but uh, I, 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 I mean, that's a final destination moment. I just don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to do that. I want to be like walking outside. You want it to be enjoyable. Yeah, I don't want to be. Killed. I don't want to walk outside and everyone's like looking up at the sky, and then I look up and there's like a boulder like coming out of nowhere. Just yeah. I also don't want it to be embarrassing or like I don't want it to be embarrassing. I don't like, want it to cause a scene. I don't want to be hit by a car. That's I don't want to so shit my pants. That's so humiliating. Oh my god. If I die and I shit my pants and everyone's like mm. like I feel like if 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 and when if people are like, Oh yeah, he passed away, I want the first question to be like, Did he shit himself? Yeah. Just so I know. So my ghost knows that like, you know, maybe maybe I did, maybe I didn't, but I'd prefer not to. Because people say that's what happens when you die. Yeah. And no one's really answered that question. Do you shit yourself? And because they're like, yeah, everything just like loosens up and you everything falls out. I'm like, yeah, your muscles aren't tight anymore. Your muscles are the only reason we don't. That's the only reason we aren't shitting ourselves all day and night. Oh, God. So embarrassing. Well, rest in peace. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Len, you were a perfect 10. And you will be missed. And hopefully you didn't shit yourself in the garden. But here's something a little more embarrassing. This couple, um, I'm kind of fascinated with them. I read this story uh, over the weekend. And it's a couple. And they are nudists. And they travel the world naked. I don't know how they do this. But people are pissed off at them. Because why? They're people. An English couple say they love to travel to far-flung corners. Far-flung corners is also a uh, band that performed at Coachella, um, replacing Frank Ocean. They travel to far-flung corners of the globe where they can strip down and embrace their nude bodies. (gasps) Fiona and Michael Discombe, which sounds like nudists, um, have spent... Close to $19,000 traveling to places where they can be unclothed from the crack, no pun intended, of dawn until the moon uh, comes up and they're eager to find more. They're in their 50s and they went nude on their honeymoon 20 years ago and they've preferred to stay naked ever since. At the time the clothed couple was vacationing in Greece, 
Put a pin in that. Put a pin in it, John. Greece, okay? They went to a, a Greek secluded cove, except for one couple, and then I noticed they were naked, Fiona told uh, Need to Know. Both of our eyes widened, and I wasn't sure how I felt about it at first, but I was such it was such a gorgeous spot. The couple realized that they felt uncomfortable being the only ones dressed. So they stripped down before running into the ocean, feeling free. For the first time in my life, I felt so liberated, liberated, and I was finally able to accept my body shape and not worry about what people thought of me. Fiona shared. It was so freeing feeling the elements on bare skin and it made me want to be nude all the time. We hope to visit as many uh, what? Naturist destinations as possible including Thailand and Greenland and plan to retire abroad. So, here they are. We got sombreros. Oh, God. That's a lot of meat. A lot of meat. That is a big sensor pixel. Yeah. He's got a big one. He's got a big one. That that's funny. I, I I can understand the confidence you have when you when it's that big that you just want to be naked all the but time. But you know what? You're fifty with a big old hog. Go for it. Do it. You're retired. I mean, you have to have. I wonder what his personality is like. I'm sure he's a great guy. Because <laughs> I just feel like <clears throat> this reminds me of my sister-in-law's dad. Oh boy. <laughs> So I met him over Christmas break, and he's just a lovely guy. Him and his wife, who's wonderful as well. They travel to Paris. They drink French wine. They've got taste. And he likes being naked, and he's comfortable with it. And he's like, and and my sister-in-law's like, oh, yeah, we had, like, naked Fridays when we were kids. And I'm like, work. I could never do that. That's the last thing I want is to see my parents naked. But, um. Yeah, if you and she had a nice set of boobs too. And yeah. go for it. I say go yeah, but he's he's definitely he's got that's called you know what that is? BDE. When you got BDE and you can be nude, that's that's the it's one thing to say, yeah, I've got big dick energy. And it's another thing to actually act upon it where you're like, and what? And if you're at a nude beach, go for it. Now, I said put a pin in Greece because I went to Greece. I went to that nude beach in Greece. I was there, not with them, but I know exactly what beach they were at. I went, and I am a shy slut. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> so I went... <laughs> The more you know. <laughs> so, yes, I <laughs> I am very, I am such a prude when it comes to anything sexual. Not like, you know, I mean, hold on. Like if someone told me to like get naked or, you know, talk about sex with like a group of strangers, I'd be like, no, I don't want to talk. You know, I'm just, yeah. I'm just very prudish like that. I don't think that makes you prude. That makes you a private person. It makes me, yeah, it makes me, thank you. It makes me private. So we got on this trip. We were going to Greece, me and my buddies, and we go to this nude beach and all my friends are just like, whoop, just dropping trout. And I'm like, well, shit, I guess we are friends. And I kept my bathing suit on. Everyone's naked. 
And I was a little uncomfortable. And everyone's like, Justin, take your take your swimsuit off. And I was like, no. Now I was performing in Greece, and I was like, I am the talent. <laughs> we'll be the judge of that. Take them off. <laughs> I know. And I was like, I did I did not feel comfortable. Plus, I'm looking at my friends' dicks, and I'm just kind of like, this is weird. Like, not that it was like, you know, like they were gross or whatever, but I was kind of like, do I want to know you this way? Or am I a bad friend for not accepting your penis? I don't know. That's how I felt in the locker room in high school. Like I never did that. I oh, like I never. I never took a shower in. I changed high school. I, if if my dick had to be out, I did it in a stall. Mm-hmm. Like if I had to change anything under there, but I would go home in my uniform just to not have to change in front of these people. Yeah, I'm. Just, it's just not my thing. Yeah, it wasn't my thing. And I remember being in high school, and we had this fucking weird, creepy gym teacher, and he was like. After gym practice, which was like, you know, the last class of the day, uh, we had to, you know, uh, be in all the activities for the day. And then when the bell rang, we had to go take a shower and change before we went home. And that was part of our grade, showering. It would have been funny if it was math class. (laughs) No. Um, What's two plus two? Shower. Um. But at the end of the day, like, I didn't perform in any... I wasn't playing soccer or football. I was walking the track with the girls, like, letting them have it. That was my gym. I didn't do anything. Or I sat on the bleachers with all the weirdos and we, you know, talked about art. (laughs) Or, like, who we hated. And so the teacher would be like, okay, Justin, you got to go take your shower now. And he would stand there with the clipboard and, like, grade everyone. On their shower? On their shower. I mean, he wasn't, I'm sure he wasn't, like, judging their shower, but, I mean, he was there to be like, oh, there's Jim. All right, Steven's over there. All right, there's Chris. Where'd you go to school? In a prison? Texas. Oh, that checks out. <laughs> but it was also a private school at the beginning. So, before I, I went it. to public school. It was a private school. Yeah. And so, I just remember him telling me, he'd come up to me, and he had this weird little, like, smile, and he was like, Justin... I know you're not taking a shower. You need to take a shower. And I was like, I don't want to. He's like, you need to take a shower. It's going to affect your grade. It would affect my grade if I didn't take a shower. Did you Groomer. tell anybody? Groomer. <laughs> what? Did you tell anybody? No. But I mean, I did like eventually. I think like, I don't know if my mom was just like, that's so stupid. And I remember my comeback, you know, and I'm 14 years old. And I'm like, I'm going home. Like, it's the end of the day. I'm going home. I If my mom, like, if I get in the car and my mom is like, you stink, like, yeah, I'll take a shot. But I'm like, I'm not active. I'm literally sitting on the bleachers. I'm not participating in anything. I've changed into my gym clothes. Leave me alone. Well, you need to shower. Then, he, then he followed you home. Yeah. Graded you home. Oh, no. And then, like, years, 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 years later, I think it was like, I mean, like, I won't even say like 10, 12 years ago, he was like, I don't appreciate your lifestyle. You need to give your life to Jesus. I was like, remember that time you watched me, all those boys shower, you creep? Anyways, whatever. That's how it always goes. Mm-hmm. Well, you know why? It's because I have BDE. There, I said it. I've come clean. Um. However, this guy has BLE, big leg energy. <laughs> There's a new trend happening right now with men. And it's kind of spreading like Ozempic with women. 
there's a new trend happening and it's very very strange and several people sent this story to me uh over the weekend that leg lengthening surgery is gaining popularity among men seeking to be taller now i have not heard of this um but it is a new trend and it's kind of insane when you hear about it so Shorter men routinely get spoken down to just because of the trait that they can't control. So last January, this man got a leg lengthening operation to increase his height to 5'10". John, how tall are you? I'm like 5'11". Uh, I'm 5'11". I'm six foot when I don't slouch. Oh, okay. <laughs> so specific. Yeah. Well, okay, so I could t- I could tell you what leads to this article, why I have to be specific, mm-hmm. because it is a big deal on the dating apps. Mm-hmm. Like they want, even though they don't, not all of them ask you your height. Girls want you to put your height in the description. Oh, really? Oh, See, yeah. I knew I knew that women are obsessed with height. I don't understand it. I mean, I do. They like wearing heels. They want a guy who. At least oh, them, yes, yes, yes. You know, I mean, I, I, I get it. I'm it not, makes I'm not your sure. man look weak if he's small. You don't. Yeah, you don't want to look like you can pick up your man. That's heidophobic. It is. I, 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 I'm tall, and I'm, I'm. I get it though. So, what's a short guy supposed to do? Date short a shorter girl. But I know a lot of guys, especially like. In the Jewish community, they're like five, five between five five and five eight. Mm-hmm. So they have to date girls that are like five feet tall or, or shorter, because that's just it's a weird societal thing that goes on. It's such a weird, you know what? And I, I I'm gonna add that to kink, but it, it's to, kink. It's it, to me, it's the same. This this surgery is the same thing as a woman who gets a facelift to look younger. Sure, I mean a I, BBL, I a Brazilian think, butt lift to make their boot. I mean, this is this is like it's it's becoming a trend in shorter guys. This, yeah, it's like I want my legs to be long, but it's excruciating. Like, just listen to this. It's intense and expensive. So I mean, but like. Think about it. You go into a doctor or a woman, you get your boobs done. You know, what What do they put in? Like saline implants or I don't think they use silicone anymore. And they fill it up with CCs and then you're tender. The skin grows around it. Yeah, sure. Fine. No. Let's read about this. Scroll a little down, would you? Okay. So. There are guys coming in getting this done so regularly that this doctor says he's got 60 to 65-year-old guys who've come in to undergo the procedure because it just doesn't stop. The short jokes keep coming on. These poor short kings are getting bullied. This this operation is $75,000. It's a four-hour-long operation, which is not generally covered by insurance. It involves... Get ready. Here we go. It involves cutting the thigh bones in each leg and inserting rods inside them. Then over the next three to four months, the rods are lengthened by up to one. Wait, go up, go up, go up. Then over the next three to four months, the rods are lengthened by up to one millimeter Uh, 0.04 inches per day via an external remote control 
New bone grows over the rods. Yuck. <laughs> I want to throw up. <laughs> that's horrible. Oh, that's like, that's like, God. That's like the Terminator. What would, would what would be your breaking point to feel like you Why do we have to say breaking point after I just said <laughs> lengthening bones? I'm just trying to understand like I get it self-esteem issues and I have plenty of them, but what does it take before you say, "Okay, time to stretch my bones?" Oh, right. Like how bad is it? Is it no girl wants to talk to you as soon as they find out how tall you are. Is it? Are they treating you different because you're shorter? Like business-wise. But also, what if you're just ugly? That too. Like, what do you do? People He's get like, well, bored. I know I'm hot, but let me lengthen my bones. And then they're like, wow, John, you're taller. But mm. <laughs> you're like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I feel like guys who get this surgery also don't have a great personality. God, like, it's going to suck when they go through all that pain and find out that wasn't the problem. It reminds me there's like I'm trying to remember the movie where that happens, where it's just like someone's bones or. Yeah, it's like they're on like a rack, like in the medieval times. And they're like, ah, ah, like, oh, uh, what well, women uh, will love me. Ah. <laughs> oh, God, there was that horror movie, uh, the one with uh, the what are they? What the hitchhiker? Where they, where he, the hitchhiker gets the boyfriend and ties him between two. Uh, oh, the tr- cars, the trucks, and oh. it's like, oh, that doesn't look fun. I, and who's holding the remote? What are you doing? Like, are you at? Oh my god! Like, not only are you shelving out like seventy five thousand dollars, but like, I thought you had like screws in your legs, which sounds awful i because I, I guess it's i've never broken a bone or a wrist or anything like that a wrist is a bone i know but i haven't broken an arm or a leg or anything like that um but i always picture like screws and they go and they tighten those screws but like this is a remote so you have rods in your legs and it's like someone presses a button like a sit and sleep <laughs> like one of those like what are those like sleep number beds where it's like, and it's just your legs like, and you're like, no, nah! oh, we just like bite down on like a piece of leather and you're just like, Argh! so if you like piss off your girlfriend or your, or your wife or whatever, they're like, oh, we're going to go an extra three inches today. Oh God, that sounds. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to do it to myself. Awful. And how, how do you respond? Like, do you just go on vacation? Like. For four months, I think that's what you do. And then what happens when you see that person after four months and they're like six eight, and you're like, "What? You're like five three, like four months ago." And they're just hobbling around. They're like, "Hey guys, it's me, Tim." And they're like, "God, what happened?" And he's like tall now and doesn't know how to wear large clothes. So he just he's like he's like, "Well, I'm tall now. I guess I have to." Shop at Big and Tall or Burlington Coat Factory because nothing fits me. He's very top heavy. Like it's like when someone's on stilts, they just don't know how to control their new legs. Yeah, yeah. Like a, or they're like just walking, like that vaccinated woman in Kentucky. <laughs> and it's like, oh, that one. She's driving the car. She's like, <laughs> oh God, she's got it. Oh, so guys, just be careful. And you know what? I love short kings. There, I said it. 
I, but I'm also six four. So and it's not and it's people think being tall is really easy. It's not. I'll tell you some problems with being tall. First of all, I'll tell you my growth spurt. I had the worst. I felt like I was being stretched. So I went from five three in eighth grade to six one my senior year in high school. Yep. And everyone always asked me, are you on the basketball team? I was like, no. <laughs> I walked the track with the girls and refused to shower. Um, you're also having to like lean down a lot. You wake up and you have uh, back problems and joint problems. Sometimes I have to sleep with a pillow in between my legs because I've got like sciatic nerves. Um and you're an easy the good advantage is, is like you're a tar, you, people can see you first. You know, so if you're like lost in a crowd, people are like, oh, there's Justin, because I'm just like, ah, you know, like a chupacabra in the distance. Um, but I do think that's kind of lame. Girls do better, you know. But also, here's the big lie. Does this guy tell the girl? That he is now dating because his life has changed dramatically because now he's taller. Does he tell this woman that he had leg surgery? And does this woman go, oh, are your legs real or fake? <laughs> like a guy asking, are your tits real or fake? Are your, are your legs real or fake? Do you tell the girl or that, that you've had leg surgery? I think eventually you guys are going to sleep together and she's going to say, what the fuck is up with your thighs? Oh, I thought you were going to say, like, what's what's up with your... No, don't they carve into your thighs? There's definitely going to be evidence of this surgery. Yeah, but guys can be like, oh, it was a skiing accident. Yeah, ultimate fighting accident. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's even hotter. <laughs> but then they have a baby, and that baby's like, you know... 5-1. Yeah, a Did, piglet. Do you remember that lawsuit? The woman... It, I think it was in China. The, the man... The husband sued the wife because... Uh, she got a lot of facial. Uh, she got a lot of facial reconstruction done, and they had an ugly baby. It's one of the funniest stories I've ever read. Oh, well, he thought that she looked like that. She, he thought that she looked like that, and found out she had a lot of facial work done. And they had and a they had hideous a, baby. Yeah, and she, he's suing her. <laughs> There's nothing worse than a hideous baby, right? Uh, for sure. Um, but you know what fixes being hideous? Uh, the AI filters. Now, these AI filters have gotten out of control. Have you seen these? Yeah, I'm scared. It's, I don't know. Honestly, I don't even know what's real anymore. I don't know what's fake anymore. I see people with like, there's like the bold glamour filter on TikTok where everyone's just like, you know, they all look fucking insane. Um, like so many filters. Everyone's doing these like AI, you know, like, there was the one like over Christmas break where everyone was like a superhero or something. You know the one I'm talking about where they did like the collage? I know I did them. I look kind of good in mine. One of them, I look like this like sexy magician and I was like kind of here for it. Um, but this one is just, it's taking itself too far. I think they even did like, their their AI is also, um, they can do it with uh, not only imagery, but they can do it with music. So... They can switch the voices. I think we might have talked about this like many podcasts ago where they did it with like Ariana Grande or something like that. But they can switch how the artist would sound. And uh, I saw this one where the guy had The weekend. I 
feel it coming. That song, such a good song. But they changed it to Michael Jackson's voice. And it totally became a Michael Jackson song. And you're like, whoa, that is insane. So I don't know what to believe anymore. I feel gooped and goofed. And I don't like it. But this artist is in some hot water because um, he, I guess, entered this contest in Germany and won the contest and turned out it was fake. A German artist has rejected an award from a prestigious international photography competition after revealing that his submission was generated by AI. This Berlin-based guy named Boris, of course, won the creative open category at this year's Sony World Photography Award with the entry Pseudomnesia, the electrician. (laughs) All right. The eerie black and white image shows two women from different generations, the older woman appearing to hang on to the younger woman from behind. Organizers say they were made aware of some AI involvement, um, but said there had been deliberate attempts to mislead them. Uh, Boris said he hoped his actions would open up the conversation around the issue and lead to separate competitions for AI-generated images. Okay. But also, sure, like if it's AI generated, like, I don't understand that. How does that work? Are there people like on the other side drawing and shit? Or is it just like, and also, you know, that's like stealing all your information, but we do it anyways, because it looks cool for the gram. (sighs) So Boris said in a statement on his website that he had been a cheeky monkey in a bid to open up the conversation around artificially generated images. Uh, He said, thank you for selecting my image and making this a historic moment, as it is the first AI-generated image to win in a prestigious international photography competition. How many of you knew or suspected that it was AI-generated? Something about this doesn't feel right, does it? So, he says, AI images and photography should not compete with each other in an award like this. They are different entities. AI is not photography. Therefore, I will not accept the award. That was nice of him. Well, yeah, because he got caught. But also, I love that he's like, doesn't this look good, guys? (laughs) He's like kind of rubbing it in a little bit. He's like, it's a good photograph, right? It's not real, but it should be. I mean, the AI is insane. It's it's a lot. And I think it's just going to get worse. And... You know, you see these people, guys and girls, with these filters, and uh, I just think they're out of control. And I feel like, when, again, like when you meet somebody in person and you're just kind of like, wait a minute, you don't look like that. Like, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. Maybe it's just me getting older or whatever, but I just can't do it. Like the first, when I take a picture, I take a picture. I'm not like, oh, I take a picture. Okay, let's add a filter to it. I've never done that i'm like this is what i look like john if you could just put a really fucking sick filter on me just real quick that would be great i just want to i just want to see no problem um yeah a filter is not going to make you a pretty pretty princess nope never will but we have a Texas a Texas born princess who was evicted from her $533 million Rome villa built over 450 years ago amid an inheritance dispute. 
Yes. I'm here for this story. So this woman, she's a Texas-born princess, which, by the way, I don't know her, um, has been evicted from a villa in Rome built more than 450 years ago and features a mural painted by famed artist uh, Caravaggio, per multiple uh, reports. Princess Rita Genret what Bon Campagne Ludovici, wow, formerly Rita Carpenter of San Antonio. This bitch lives in my hometown? I have never heard. I had a princess in my town the whole time and did not know it? How? There's only one princess of San Antonio, and her name's Selena. <laughs> wow. So she left the Casino del Aurora in the Italian city on Thursday after police appeared... Uh, at the residence to enforce a court-mandated eviction from the $533 million residence, according to the Associated Press. An Italian court ordered the home to be sold as part of an inheritance dispute between Princess Rita and the sons of her late husband, Prince Nicola Boncampagni, who died in 2018. Princess Rita claimed in a video that the eviction was a travesty. Ay, Dios mío. In addition to being illegal and unnecessary, someone said if, it be, if it's because I'm a woman and I'm American, I don't know, she said per the report later, adding the move was all about money, obviously. Princess Rita and Prince Niccolo uh, wed in 2009, according to the AP. The couple lived together at the... Casino del Aurora, del Aurora, del Aurora, <laughs> also known as the Villa Ludovici, during their marriage. The dispute over the property began shortly after the death of the prince, whose children say the home has been in their family since the early 1600s. In January, a Roman judge, Miriam Giappelli, ordered Princess Rita be evicted from the residence, which a court appraised at $533 million and accused her of all violating a previous order that forbade guided tours of the property. Well, bitch, don't do that. Local authorities attempted to auction off the villa on four separate occasions between January of 22 and October of 22, but no bids were admitted. So this woman was kicked to the curb. How do we feel? I mean, in Austin, there's a lot of people living on the curb. <laughs> I know. What do you do? You go back to San Antonio and you're like, hey, y'all, I'm ready for Fiesta. Do y'all need a, a float queen? She's going to be taking pictures on, off the highway in a field of blue bonnets next week. That is crazy, though. So she's clearly like dad's second or third wife, right? And they're like, all right, dad's dead. Bitch, you're out of here. Kick her. Bye. And they're obviously going to take his inheritance. It's not because you're a woman. That's just how that's like, that's like Game of Thrones shit. You're lucky you weren't fed to a dragon. This could have been way worse. Um, But you know what? I love that, that she considered this a travesty. <laughs> this I mean. is so tragic. The, the, the entitlement... So we've got time for one more story of entitlement, and this one really kind of cracked me up. This TikToker was left in tears the other day because she wanted to buy groceries for strangers, and the strangers would not let her uh, 
buy groceries for her because why she was filming it and she burst into tears and <laughs> have you ever seen these people on on social media yes and it's infuriating you it can, is you, right i think it's so stupid you can either buy, buy your coffee or mm-hmm. we'll buy your coffee and you pay for the person behind you. Shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Just let, uh, You're holding up a line. Mm-hmm. You, there's a whole line of people that just want their coffee. Leave them alone. Yeah. Or like someone's like, it's someone's like paying, you know, okay, here's the thing. I like the ones where people are being nice, where it's just like, uh, you know, you'll see somebody like they're, they're, there's actually a group of people. It's a group. I can't remember what the name of it is, but that's what they do. They collect a whole bunch of money. And the woman, the woman who's in charge of it, she says, hey, let's um, nominate somebody who is doing either a good job to the community, you know, customer service or just manners or a friendly person. And then she goes to that place of, you know, where that person is working, employment or wherever. And she's like, you know, here's. A thousand dollars. I heard you're having some hard times, and this was all voted on by people who really appreciate for the good you're putting into the world. Th- these people are just kind of like, "Hey guys, my name's Stephanie, and I'm going to be buying groceries for gross people." Hey, you want your groceries bought? Yeah, let's do it. I'm such a good person. Like it's just g- get hit by a car, you know. Um, All of it can stop. Let's just give everybody a fair, livable minimum wage. Sure. So we don't need to collect money for them. You know how we collect money for them? By just letting them do their jobs and get paid so they could pay bills. I cannot even begin to tell you what I would do if I was at a Target or any store, Costco, wherever, and someone was like, Hey, you gross bucket of trash. <laughs> Can I buy your groceries for you today? Because I'd be like, get away from me. But the best part about this was that she not only was rejected by people, uh, like saying no to her you know, offer of buying her groceries, she went back on and started crying about it. So uh, a little bit of the article, Amelia Goldsmith went to Salisbury store in London uh, intending to pay for a shopper's cart on Wednesday to cheer someone up during the midweek slump. Uh, you know what? It's just the middle of the week, and I know people aren't really going through it, but I really need the followers to engage me because I'm so boring and dead inside in real life. I just hope they don't look at me thinking I'm some weirdo. Uh-uh. Uh, don't look at me like I'm a weirdo, you guys. I'm just buying groceries for strangers. Uh, God. So she said in the video that's been viewed nearly 800,000 times. Once inside the store, the nervous TikToker. Oh, she's so nervous. You guys, I don't even know how this is going to go down. I don't even know. She approached multiple patrons with a happy and welcoming demeanor only to have her offer rejected by every person she asked. You know what? Good for these people. It's like, fuck you, bitch. Like, (laughs) I'm making my own living. I got my own kids to feed. I don't need to see some TikToker with bold glamour filter um, coming up to me and being like, I'm going to buy you groceries, please. I need the content, please. 
Goldsmith first approached a man placing his items in the checkout conveyor and told him she wished to pay for all his items. Why? <laughs> the man described as angry, as quickly refusing the offer once she explained herself. Another woman shopper approached did not hesitate to turn down Goldsmith's offer with a caption of the video re uh, revealing she was beginning to feel embarrassed and judged following the second attempt. You guys, this is really hard for me right now. I'm trying to buy groceries and everyone's saying no. And I'm just really embarrassed and judged right now because no one wants to take this stranger's offer. I'm just a stranger trying to do good in the world. Like and subscribe. A final woman... She asked, also refused the gesture, telling the TikToker there are a lot more deserving people in the world that could use the charity she's offering. <laughs> Agreed. I was expecting the first person to be like overjoyed and grateful and happy for me to pay for their shopping, but obviously that didn't go down well, she said in the video about a stressful encounter not wanting to leave without at least one act of kindness. Goldsmith bought some pasta and jarred sauce from the store and put them in the shop's food bank with a stranger saying, God bless you, as she placed the items in the bed. Ah, uh, I mean, this is all for content. So if I get... For sure! If I get approached... Hey, can I buy groceries for you? I'm just going to be like, hey, lady, listen, you just want content? Yeah. Go stand in the apple aisle. I'm going to throw apples yeah. at you and we'll film it. Absolutely. I think, and I, I, I props to the person who was like, there's so many more people who deserve this. Like, but also there's, there was another guy. I read this earlier. There was a, there was a, a guy who's getting in trouble. He had to issue a, a, a statement about it because he was like, he made a video where he was like, I'm going to help local homeless people. And uh, I don't even know if it was in LA or whatever. He's like, I'm going to, I'm going to help some, he feed the homeless. And he's going up to these people, these homeless people, and he's offering them a sandwich and then eating it himself. Good guy. <laughs> You're awful. I mean, I, I, that's what, but what do you expect from people? It's all ego mental driven. illness. Yeah. It's all ego driven garbage people. It's just like, and then I love that she has to make a video and she's like, you guys, I, all I was doing was trying to be a nice person and no one wanted me to be nice. It's like, oh, get out of here. And also, if you want to do something nice, just do it. You don't need to get likes and comments. And uh, that's what drives me insane. What she should have done is just donate that money or do like go buy groceries and give it all to the food bank. That's all you did? You're willing to buy a stranger's whole cart of groceries. And after multiple people turned you down and said, no, I'm okay, you bought pasta for 99 cents and a jar of sauce, two items, and put them in a food bank. You could tell she's never cooked before. She doesn't know what to do with any of that. No clue whatsoever. Never been to a farmer's market. But, I mean, that, that just goes to show you. And why didn't she film that? Hey, guys, today I'm donating to my local food bank. Like, that would have been way better. This element of surprise and 
It's just got it's it's gotten so gross to where people are like, look what a great person I am. You guys should follow me. Hashtag great person. Hashtag grocery Robin Hood. <laughs> like, get out of here. All right, guys. Well, thank you again for listening to this week's episode of Just Saying. Uh, I hope you guys do some good in the world. You don't have to film it. Just do good. Love one another and uh, be nice. It's not hard. A little goes a long way. And again, uh, for Mother's Day, get that promo code ECJustin40 for CozyEarth.com for 40% off your final order. We will be back next week. And I can't really tell you a lot about it. Um, I'm going to go see Caroline Palachek uh, this weekend. If you don't know who she is, make sure to listen to her. She's kind of amazing. If you love Wailing Mermaids and a Misty Fog, she's your girl. It's like Florence and the Sheen meets Tori Amos. It's amazing. So I'll be talking about that next week. And I have a very special guest. And I can't really talk about it too much. But let me just tell you, it's going to be May. We'll see you next time.